Welcome to Exploring Spirituality with your hosts, Brittany Micah and Stacey Payne. Join us as we come out of our spiritual closet and coax you out of yours. Bring your skepticism, but leave your judgment at the door. Don't forget to catch us on social media and at our website. Right now, we're currently hosting off of throughtheself.com. All right. Welcome, welcome. Um, happy holidays. December. Yeah. Are you excited? For the holidays? For the holidays, for this episode? Yeah. This episode's got a lot. It does. And, you know, when I was researching this, I um, I got a little sad. You got sad? I got sad. I love the holidays. They really do. But, you know, and I like, you know, reporting fun stuff and beautiful stuff. But I, I think there's maybe a lot of flaws in what I was taught. And so, I don't know, it makes me, like, question my traditions, I guess. Yeah, I guess that could be said. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, just to bring light to things that maybe I thought were the truth, or what I was told was the truth, and it's not. It's just kind of like, I mean, I'll always love, you know, we're in America, I celebrate Christmas, so um, I'll always like love Christmas and I'll love the holiday that it is to me, but, um, looking and seeing that maybe that tradition is not the same to everybody. Yes. It's, it's a little hard, you know? So, uh, today we are going to talk about all the holidays that are involved. So on a good note though, like looking at all these different holidays and the representation of them and, and kind of like the root of where it comes to is really cool. I like the symbolism of all of it. Um, but it does make me sad to know that some of the things that I was told, um, as a child, I guess, you know what, I I wouldn't even say that, uh, because my family didn't really practice Christmas the way that, uh, it is, you know, shown in the churches here. So it's a little bit different to me. So I guess I should be happy about that. But I guess I'm more scared than anything. To learn like the true meaning. Yeah. And to kind of, uh, it's not just, you know, to learn the true meaning, but to um, kind of pass it on and to shine light on these things. It's, it, it makes me feel uneasy. I like learning. <laughs> I love learning too, but um, I just hope not to upset anyone. Um, because I feel like a lot of the things are ingrained into our society and maybe we don't know where they come from and maybe we, um, hmm, uh, don't really know the, the true meaning, which I, I hope not, you know, I hope everyone like still, still holds faith in their, in their, their traditions and, and their beliefs. And it, it doesn't really, you know, shake them, but I hope it doesn't really get anyone mad to hear some of the. Well, I mean, you have to, you have to understand, especially now that it's come so far from what it was. How long have we been practicing half of uh, almost any and all of these traditions? And it's, it's been at least a couple decades. So it's not the way it used to be. Nothing ever stays the same forever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just like, what's the true meaning? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm coming to find, I mean, the true meaning I think is, it connects with me and resonates with me a little bit more, but for the people who I know really love it, it may be a little bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk about Yule. We're going to talk about winter solstice, uh, Hanukkah. uh, What else do you got? Uh, I have a December holiday for Buddhism, for Hinduism. Um, There's a couple of fun random ones um, that aren't 
mainstream and are kind of like fake holidays, if that makes sense. Okay. There's one called Newton Miss. Okay. Um, there's also some that Pasta Farians celebrate that I yeah. found. Okay. So there's quite a few. Yeah, so this podcast isn't just going to be um, on Christmas. We're going to cover Christmas at the end, and you'll hear a few of the little tidbits that I found out, which I think are really cool. And, you know, throughout the episode, you'll see how Christmas has come to be what it has. And maybe we'll have a little surprise and have a full episode on Christmas because literally there is just that much stuff. There's just so much info. You know, where did Santa Claus come from? Where did, you know, how did we get holly and mistletoe? And where did we get presents come in? You know, it's Jesus's birthday. Like where did all of this stuff come from? So that Christmas should be all on its own, but you know, we'll wrap it up at the end uh, with a pretty little bow and just like a present. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Today is uh, December 2nd. So the second day of Christmas Uh, today marks the first day of Advent. Uh, Tomorrow I think is the first day of Hanukkah and there it's just it's so exciting i love the buzz and the feeling of the holiday season and it's it's exciting to learn about everyone's different cultures and everyone's different things oh, yeah. they celebrate it's just it's awesome that's my favorite yes yes that's mine too um it, it's funny because it's like 60 degrees we live in ohio and it's yeah. 61 degrees out right now like we literally Man. have the window open god <laughs> how and it was pouring rain yesterday see that's just crazy to me uh i I don't know if that really takes away the holiday spirit. I guess it, it does a little bit because I just imagine a bunch of snow. So for me, that's, you know, what I associate the two together. But I think a at lot the same of time, people do here. Yes. At the same time, it's kind of absolutely beautiful to. Yeah, you know. I don't. I'm fine with it being rainy and then sunny some days and just cold. I don't. I like this. I like the 60 degrees and sunny, uh, but I like my beautiful white snow. Like I love when it's just like poured onto the trees and it's just absolutely beautiful. I could, I could sprinkle snow everywhere. I only like snow when I don't have to drive in it. Yeah. That can (laughs) get a little scary, but yeah. 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 All right. So let's um, jump in uh, to this because there's so much stuff. And if you want to hear anything to go into detail, just let us know. And, you know, we can always kind of cover it. So a lot of this has made me, really excited to cover a lot of religions too that we haven't like really dived into. We haven't even really dived into any religion. None of the mainstream ones really. Yeah. So, um, I'm pretty excited, but first we're going to talk about, uh, the winter solstice, which it's kind of backwards cause it's towards the end, but I feel like the roots of this tie into a lot of the other ones. And it's mm-hmm. the one I'm really like one of the ones I'm kind of most excited about. So winter solstice marks the shortest day of the year. So the longest night. And from that day on will be the days are going to be longer. So there's going to be more sun. So it's, it's a celebration of having the sun come in. So not talking about nature, we can talk about paganism and they follow the equinoxes. So, so they have these Sabbaths and the one that's coming up is called Yule. There's a bunch of different names. But that is taking place on December 21st, which is the winter solstice. So it's a pagan festival and it's 
supposed to celebrate the winter solstice, celebrating the return of the sun, along with hope that the winter not winter winter won't last forever. So the symbolism of that, it's just absolutely beautiful. So you have, you know, candles, you have light, you have the sun returning. And it's just this this hope that abundance is coming to you, health is coming to you. Like a rebirth. Yes. There is Or preparing for a rebirth, I should say. Yes. So the the pagans have what's called the Yule tree, which is an evergreen tree. Uh, if you could look at our, our Christmas tree. And this is, it was brought into the house to uh, symbolize health, healing, and abundance. You know, since it's evergreen, it's a long-term health and happiness. So that's why we kind of have, you know, the, the tree t- tradition came in. And also a star is placed on top of the Yule tree to represent the solar return. So the return oh, of the sun. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Isn't that really cool? So then on top of that, they used to put candles on the trees. A little fire hazard. Exactly. So they realized maybe that was a fire hazard. So now we have lights. Yeah. So the this light, um, this continue symbolism is to represent the returning of the light, the returning of abundance, the, the light within, you know, it's the, the good over the, the bad, the it's the turn of the wheel of the year, which we are just getting over the dark, the darkest season yep. and the light is returning. So the good is returning. And that's like the, when I was looking everything up, one of the ones that I found along with Yule was called Yalda. And that actually dives into a Persian mythology where um, a virgin gives birth to a son and the son represents all that is good light triumphing over darkness and it's actually celebrated by people staying up all night um and eating like um pomegranates and watermelon and different fruits and nuts to stay awake and to symbolize the red of the dawn that's coming to take over the night so really cool with yule they also ate nuts and berries and root vegetables because it symbolized like everything that they had kind of gathered and everything that they had kind of had left you know if you just look at you know based on the agriculture what you have left and what you have stored so you have these root vegetables that grow Mm -hmm. all year round you have the nuts and berries that you've kind of gathered so you can even look to um, ancient Rome. The, their celebration of winter solstice, it was the festival of Santalunia, which is the, it's to honor the god of Saturn, who represented fertility. So again, you know, you're looking at the, the fertility yeah. of the earth, the fertility of the body. Hoping for abundance. Yes. So this would include like drinking, feasting, and it's one of the earliest examples of gift giving. This is oh, really? They, yeah, they would actually, you know, give gifts to each other. And then also during that time, um, it, it goes, sorry, not during that time, a little bit further, you, we had the Europeans would actually, before, you know, pre-Christian times, they would go to their neighbor's house singing about how grateful they were and about gratitude and about abundance, about all the things that are coming. So, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of is mimicked in our Christmas carols. I've never seen anybody caroling. Really? Never. What? Not I used like to Christmas outside caroling when I was or anything. Nope, never what? ever. Mm-mm. Wow. You know what? I don't see it anymore. Listen, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't like people. I know it's nice. Like the singing is very nice, but if I want that, I'll go to a concert or listen to my music. I don't like people. Please stay away. <laughs> While we're talking about this lovely time of giving. (laughs) So this could take us to, um, since this is a time to represent like fertility, uh, we then have the mistletoe. 
which the mistletoe was brought in um, because it shows fertility. And that's where then kissing under the mistletoe had come because it's just the gratitude of fertility of health. Start making babies. Let's go. Yeah. Right. And then uh, holly is actually used in the, in the Yule because it's a protective plant to ward off against negative energies. Hmm. Pretty cool. That's why I have bells on my doors. Yeah, there you go. The colors of Yule. So you could just say you're celebrating Yule if you don't really like Christmas, right? Yeah, why not? So Yule, red, green, white, and gold. Yeah. Yeah, you know? So, uh, and then also the the symbolism of holly, evergreen, and light. Light is like one of the biggest yeah. things. So it's interesting actually because the 21st winter solstice actually falls on Candlemas, which is a Catholic and Christian tradition of um, actually going and lighting the candles and the representation that light is coming. So it falls on candle mass. So it falls on candle mass. And it's cool to see, you know, the the two that intermingle. And then one of the coolest things I thought you would really like, if you go back to the Roman times, so they had um, Odin, who is the chief among the Norse pagan deities. He was one of the gods who were represented. Um, there's many pagan gods that are represented in this. But he was a Norse who rode an eight-legged horse and delivered toys to children. Aww. He's the all-father. Yeah. So I had come to a an article that I had found. Although that makes sense because he's always depicted as old with a beard. Yeah. And it, and it said that he... So, like, on December 21st, it became then that, like, the god and the ghost, like, were soaring amongst the rooftop and um, Odin was one of them. And so it would be like kind of people were a little freaked out, you know, because all these ghosts and these gods were kind of flying overhead, but people would be excited because Odin would fly over and he would deliver toys and candy. So he would actually fill children's boots uh, with straw and uh, something else. I don't know, would send them with straw that set them into hearth and then would also slip down the chimney and fire holes, leaving gifts behind. Hey, Santa. Pretty. Yeah. That's Odin. Okay, please. <laughs> Listen, I'll teach that all day. So, so there's a lot of like cool rituals and ceremonies and spells and stuff that they, that is tied within Yule. There's so many different, there's so many different festivities and stuff that, you know, you can do. And I have an altar at home that I dress up for Yule. So I use... Uh, like sand or even salt or anything that's white and I have candles and I have my evergreens that are on there. Um, and you know, I, I also then use that as a meditation as a time for meditation to kind of bring within and, and harness that light and look at, uh, what do I want to grow for the upcoming year? What do I want to, to perspire? So a lot of times in agriculture too, this is when people would start planning out their gardens. Yep. So it would start thinking like what what I'm gonna do what am I gonna do? do this is the returning of light light is gonna come we're now leading up to the longest day yeah so you know well, the spring equinox comes first but you know we're welcoming back the light and with light is rebirth and is health so this whole Yule and the whole winter solstice is all about just coming within noticing the growth noticing um, the abundance and health. And there's just like cool little superstitions to bring it into your life, like having a Yule tree or yeah. 
Um, sometimes they would uh, write a wish on a piece of paper and tr- tie it to the Yule tree. Aww. So yeah, if you have a Christmas tree at home, you can just write a wish and tie it to there. And that's supposed to bring um, prosperity and it's supposed to bring it into abundance. So that's why they also tie together uh, popcorn and string it on. The- yeah. It, because it's supposed to um, represent like health and new beginnings and so they also use oranges because they're like solar. So you'll see like sometimes cinnamon or there's those little brown. I'm trying to think of what they are, but uh, I don't think it's cinnamon. Um, it's some kind of little nut thing, but it's used for potpourri a lot. So they put it and stick it into um, into oranges and make it. It's just like a, a symbol of the sun, of the return of light and the return of sun so i think that's pretty cool yeah yeah there's actually a a thing that's used in the advent that's um similar to that it's an orange it's um called uh uh christingle it's a symbolic object and they use the orange and you put um push a candle into the center of the orange and it you light it and then that represents Jesus being the light of the world. And then you tie a red ribbon around it. You can use paper, like frill to like decorate it kind of a thing. And you put um, dried fruits or sweets on like cocktail sticks and stick it into the orange to represent uh, the seasons that are coming. Yeah. So like with Advent, which is starting today. So Advent, uh, everyone probably thinks of the Advent calendar. That's the first thing that I thought of. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, you just kind of you're counting down, but Advent is the celebration up into the birth of Jesus. So it's like celebrating the whole season. And I didn't know it's actually celebrated on each of the Sundays leading up to Christmas. So there's normally four of them leading up to Christmas and each one you do something different. And did you get more, like I I saw one was like a, a Yule wreath where they actually light a new candle I didn't see anything on that. I did find one of one of the things that was interesting too that tied into Yule is the Chris Mon tree, which is also an evergreen tree that's put up in like churches and public areas and stuff like that. And then you decorate it to symbolize Jesus' eternal life and the giving of his life. And when you decorate it though, you decorate it with like clear lights. It's not like it's clear white gold silver that's it you don't decorate it with any other colors but it's the same thing it's an evergreen tree that represents the life Mm -hmm. represents life of someone or the giving of life they also decorate it with a bunch of like uh symbolisms to symbolize christ also cross celtic cross fish so then next we come into hanukkah the Festival of the Lights. So I was really excited. I got really deep into this whole holiday, holiday, you know, because it was just, it was really cool. I, you know, I've always heard about Hanukkah um, because it is popular. Uh, Judaism is pretty popular. I think it's the second, second largest re- religion in America. So even like I have for one of the um, companies I work for, one of their largest one of the largest consumers that they have are actually that practice Judaism. So uh, I have to be very mindful when I'm doing 
uh, stuff during the seasons and, you know, make sure that I'm in, including it in. And so it's really cool to learn about it and learn a little bit more. Yeah. I, I learned about it way back in school, but I, I guess I didn't learn enough, you know, so. I know what the Rugrats taught me in their Hanukkah episode, because in case anybody wasn't clear, Tommy Pickles is Jewish. Oh, really? That's yes. cool. They had a Hanukkah episode. Uh, I'm sorry, not a Hanukkah episode. They had a Passover episode. Um. I think they had a Hanukkah episode, too. I can't remember. I know they had a Passover episode. So I know Tommy Pickles was Jewish. So that's really cool. I remember when I went to college, Judaism really spoke to me. And I I don't know. I loved it. But like you had said, you know, before this, I know there's a lot of rules. So that's probably why I didn't stick with it. Because... Over 600. Yeah. I'm not really good with rules. So <laughs> Hanukkah, though. Um, make sure I say it right. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yes. So it actually celebrates the rededication of the Temple of Jerusalem. And to say, here's a little tidbit, to say Happy Hanukkah in Hebrew, it's uh, Hanukkah Samik. Okay, I might have said that a little wrong, but uh, it's something like that. <laughs> so it, it is a this, lot of Fleming. Yeah, it's this, this period of eight days where you light a um, Hanukkah, which is the the menorah that is used to celebrate this holiday. And it's really interesting. Another interesting fact is Hanukkah is actually not a major Jewish holiday. I didn't know. It's more of a minor. So on major Jewish holidays, uh, they normally don't, they don't drive. They don't uh, go out. They don't use electricity. They don't do a lot of things. But, you know, during Hanukkah, because it's not a major holiday, they still do all these, these regular things. It's actually a minor holiday, hmm. if you want to call it. So I think they have like five or six major holidays, which Passover is one of them. But Hanukkah is not. Hmm. So uh, the story behind it is there was the king of Syria, who is uh, Anakis. He went out into the world and he was forcing his religion on people and he pretty much invaded all the countries and said you know you can't practice what your religion is you have to now practice mine which i'm not sure exactly what that was but he invaded israel and when he did he made the jews all give up their religion and practice only his so he demanded all the temples either be destroyed or converted so they went to the temple of jerusalem and they had a little bit of resistance. So there was someone named Judah Maccabee, who he was then a fighter who formed this army, army which is known as the Maccabees, because it was his brother and, and or his, his family and other people. But then they um, fought against the Syrian government, and his army was much smaller, but they somehow reclaimed the temple in Jerusalem. So after they reclaimed this, they cleaned and prepared for... Um, prepared for it to come back to Judaism. And they only found a small container of oil to light the menorah. And the menorah uh, goes back to times of Moses. It was always a symbolism that uh, Judaism has used. So um, it was very important to them because it symbolized the light, you know, the light of, of within the light that kind of we talk about in, in all of this, you know? So, they only found enough oil to light the menorah for one day. And they were very surprised because after this one day, it the menorah continued to burn. And it burned for... I don't remember. What? Twelve? Eight days eight. and eight nights. So, 
Listen. This, this <laughs> I told you. All I got is the Rugrats, and I didn't even remember that it wasn't Hanukkah. It was Passover. You've never even seen Eight Crazy Nights by uh, uh, Adam Sandler? I don't like comedies. Okay. All right. Well, this uh, this then provided them with reassurance that God was there. So this menorah, which I thought was cool, um, it actually, original menorah. So there's a difference between a menorah and a Hanukkah menorah. So a Hanukkah menorah is the basic one that we know. It has, it has nine limbs, eight on each side, one in the middle that lights all the other ones. Well, a regular, just regular menorah. Um, it generally has seven candles that is said to maybe represent the seven days um, of creation. So the when the Israelites were coming over from Egypt, trying to get away from slavery, they were instructed by God to create this um, candelabra, yes. which is, yeah, so that's, that's what a menorah is. And it was gilded in gold or it was made of gold. And it represents actually the tree of life. So, and it's supposed to be the flame is the internal flame. So most menorahs have knots on them that are to represent the almond blossom. And the almond tree is the first tree in Israel, which awakens from the winter sleep to find the life blooms. And it also blooms white flowers representing the purity and representing God. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty deep. Like, that's awesome. Well, I knew the, you burned it and it lasted for X amount of time, but that's all. Yeah. So each day they, they light a new candle, you know, on this Hanukkah. So what you're supposed to do too, when you light this is you're, you're celebrating back to your religion. So one of the things that I thought was cool is that they said that Hanukkah is actually fighting oppression and religious and it fights for religious freedom. It shows that what you believe in is something worth fighting for. And it's about finding the lightness in the darkness and facing adversity. Aw. Isn't that Well, that awesome? makes sense, but because poor Judaism's been beat up on since day one. Yeah, and it's not, it's not, a lot of people say that Hanukkah is the Jewish Christ- Christmas, and it's not. But yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Yeah. It's, but it's not even about the whole gift giving, like the whole seller, like the whole reason that the Hanukkah is. I thought there was gift giving. There is, but it's actually not like we have with Christmas. So they're calendars, I think, chocolate coins. Yeah, like small gifts. Yes. It's not, it's not something huge. Nothing extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And actually like, so I really want to go into Judaism because it uses a lunar calendar instead of a solar calendar. That's why Hanukkah kind of moves around Mm -hmm. um, instead of being on one day. And since it revolves around oil, they actually mostly consume on foods that are made in oil. So like potato pancakes, donuts. So anything because they're celebrating this oil now because I can get behind all those. Right. (laughs) So then they also play a game that's with the dreidel, you know, dreidel, dreidel, yeah. dreidel. I need you out of play. <laughs> Everyone knows that. But what's really cool is so it's a four-sided top and each side has a letter that represents the word and it makes up a sentence. In Hebrew, it's Neskadal Hayas Sham. So this means a great, uh, a great miracle happened there. But in Israel, when you play this game, it actually says Neskadal Hayapo, which means a great miracle happened here. Aww. Yeah, isn't that cool? So each each side then, you know, has its own action. I didn't really find out how to play that game, but I just loved the representation of it all, like the feeding the darkness and, and really that 
you fight for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. That's just absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And there's a bunch of different things that happen during Hanukkah that uh, I didn't really get too deep into. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, we could honestly have one episode on each one of these holidays. Serious. Yeah. Serious. There's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So what other uh, cool things did you get? Okay. So um, I found a couple of things. What I did when I was looking into everything is I wanted to find everything that was celebrated in December. Um, because there's a bunch. Uh, and we're... In America, as we've said multiple times. So most of the stuff that we see is all Christmas. You do see, I, I have noticed that we do see a little bit more um, stuff for Hanukkah now. But um, it's actually more recently. I don't remember it being as big when I was a kid. Um, so one of the things that I found was um, a Buddhist holiday that takes place on December 8th. It's called Bodhi Day. And it's the day that the historical Buddha, whose name I'm probably about to butcher, and I apologize. So Siddhartha Gautama. It's the day that he reached enlightenment. So this holiday is practiced in most mainstream Buddhist countries, including China, Korea, Japan, Vietnam. Uh, When it's practiced, it's just... More or less what it's doing is to commemorate his achievement of reaching nirvana and what it means for Buddhism in today's day and age. And individuals can celebrate it differently. Some people will meditate. Some people study the Dharma. Uh, There's chanting of sutras or um, performing kind acts towards other beings. Um, It does say that some... Buddhists will celebrate with a traditional meal of tea, cake, and readings. So, which is pretty cool. Because, I mean, Buddhism isn't something you think of when you think of December. And you had celebrate, you said it is to celebrate Ganesh, correct? No, that one is Hinduism. Okay, okay, okay. So this, the Bodhi Day is just celebrating the um, historical Buddhism reaching enlightenment. Okay, okay. And then we've got, okay, so... Going to the Hinduism festival that's celebrated in December is called Pancha Ganapati. It's a modern day, five day, modern day, it's a modern five day Hindu festival celebrated from December 21st through December 25th. Um, It's in honor of Pancha Ganapati, sorry. It was created in 1985 by Sivaya Subramani Yawami, which is probably also pronounced wrong. I apologize again. It was invented as an alternative to December holidays like Christmas. So, in this holiday that is celebrated, you are worshiping Maha Ganapati. So, usually what you're going to do is you're going to create a altar, more or less, in order to celebrate it. You can take Pancha Ganapati out if you don't have, like, a, a replica of him. You can replace him with Ganesh. It's observed all at home, but it's also important because it's representing a new beginning, mending of all past mistakes. Um, you put up your shrine or your altar, either or term, and that altar will stay up for all five days. At the center of the shrine, you put the Lord Pancha Gatapati or Ganesh, if you don't have one. 
And each day you change out the shrine. So each day is changed and it's color, it's based on color. So um, when you're decorating, this is important, when you're decorating your shrine after you put up your statue, sorry, you're going to decorate it with different uh, stuff. Um, sometimes when you put Ganesh, it's often, he's often depicting, depicted coming out of the forest. So you'll see pine boughs or banana leaves um, to represent the forest. Durva grass, sugarcane, garlands of sweet matka balls, which I don't know what they are. Um, and they're used to decorating. I've actually had those. Have you? Yeah, when I went to, um, I went to a, a temple. Oh. And they had served that to me after. It's a, it's a it common good? Indian dish. Yes. Well, yeah. now I have to try it. Yes. Um, you can also put flashing lights, tinsel, um, ornaments, and stuff like that. You do not put christmas type decorations or symbols on the altar that's a no-no they don't go there so each day your statue is dressed in a different way usually by children it's in a particular like i said particular color for each day so during this time um it's a big it's celebrated at home so it's it's a lot about family and what you do during this time is you'll go out, you'll have fun, you know, picnics, feasts, exchanging gifts and cards with relatives. Again, nothing Christmas. It is all Hindu is what it is. It's a Hindu, not, I don't want to say base, but it's a Hindu design. It's not a Christmas design, which in America I feel like would be difficult to find around this time because it's between the 21st and the 25th. Yeah, yeah. So... Each day, gifts are given to children, and the children will place them in front of Panchaganapati for his blessings. They aren't opened until the fifth day. Each day, the family will sit in front of the altar, and they're going to bring in different emotions into the family, different um, feelings to kind of, like, wipe the slate clean almost for the new year. The first day, December 21st, the statue is dressed in yellow. And on this first day, the family will gather and practice and invite in um, vibrations of love and harmony among all of their immediate family members. The family works together to decorate the shrine and the deity using the color yellow or gold. After the puya, which is an act of worship, is performed by the family, they'll talk amongst themselves and they'll make amends to each other for wrongs that they've done for any insults given mental pain or injuries caused and suffered that is so cool Mm -hmm. to do that every single year and not continue to carry on grudges yep that's absolutely beautiful any strained relationships they make they recognize it and they they make amends um forgiveness is offered by all by one and all, like everybody offers forgiveness. They talk through it and then they speak of each other's good qualities and resolve never to do the harms that they have done this past year in the future. Wow. Yeah. So That's some deep shit. Right? And it's pretty <laughs> nice though, because like, I mean, think about how nice it would be just to do that, just to sit down and go, look, I fucked up 
I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And can I'm, I tell you, my family would not do that. Neither would mine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my family's a big, let's just have this argument and move on yes. kind of family. <laughs> yes, yes. There is no talk about no. it in my family. No. You scream about it, you get over it, and then you walk away and you never talk about it again. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Get I, I, it. You know, so that was what I was always taught. So from there, you kind of. Uh, I have taught myself to talk about stuff and still it gets, you know, kind of weird. You know, my fiance, he was raised in a family that you talk about everything. So sometimes it makes my like skin just crawl, but it takes me out of this place of holding it all in, yeah. you know, like shining light on the situation. So. It's just so healthy to do. Yes. Is the thing. Yes. Yeah, um, and uh, I think, like, the 50s really played a part of, like, you know, you don't speak about it, you don't talk about yeah, you it. You put a you smile on and you keep going. You fake it until keep you make trucking. it. And don't care about you don't care about your troubles. Push them all down. But then now, that's a whole other podcast, right? <laughs> that's so, true. That's true. We had talked about this earlier. Like, literally, we'd go on. Yeah. So that's really like cool that that is part of their mm-hmm. holiday. That's- yeah. So day two is December 22nd. And that is... That was only day one? That was day one. Oh, man. Yeah, this is daily. Oh, my family would be done, man. Yeah. Day one? Yeah, they're out. My family would quit. They're out. Um, So day two, you redecorate the shrine in blue. The puyas performed. For the second day, the family invite in a vibration of love and harmony among neighbors, relatives, close friends... And you present them with um, heartfelt warmth. Yeah, you said love, and my family's definitely out. They're running. Because <laughs> I'm actually sending it to neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah, I don't like running. people. <laughs> but, so this is neighbors, awesome. right? Yeah. And the day of, the day is to offer apologies and clear up any misunderstandings that is, exist between like not immediate family relatives, so like aunts, uncles, that kind of a thing. So you're out apologizing to your neighbors, and friends. Oh my goodness! Yep. This is, you either. This is be- I think this is beautiful. It but- even says that you write letters to them when they're oh, not close to you. This is great. I yeah. love this. Like I want to celebrate that, but think of how many people that would make uncomfortable because that takes growth, that takes reflection, mm-hmm. that takes us realizing what we're doing. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck here. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Um, All right. But yeah, keep going. Yep. So, I'm just like, this is really cool. Forgiveness is sought. Apologies made. Intentions are released. So day number three is December 23rd. If December, you made it this far. Yeah. December 23rd. The shrine is redecorated in red. The puya is performed. The family for the third day creates a vibration of love and harmony among business associates, casual merchant, and public at large. Conscious business. Mm -hmm. Wow. You would have to go to work and apologize to all your coworkers, Britt. How do you feel? I don't apologize. (laughs) This is awesome. Like, if I were to live in a community that was this conscious. Yeah. Imagine the harmony. Imagine this. I was thinking on the way over here, it's so much easier to live in hate and to live with your guards up. Yeah. You know, not not to live in hate, to live in not love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's easier to put my guards up and not allow my heart to be exposed. And um, 
than yeah. it is to reflect, notice your mistakes, oh, to yeah. grow, to apologizing apologize. is apologize. Yeah. Yeah. To give forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my. Yeah. Lordy, Lord, Lord. So yeah. this day is for honoring special merchants, customers, employees, um, and with like, or employers and employees with appreciation. So on this day, um, you settle all your debts and your disputes. Okay. I don't know if I could do that all in a day, but. Oh, that's all you got. <laughs> I'm just talking about my debts. <laughs> I'm never going to settle Unless they're going to forgive that. <laughs> I went to college in America. <laughs> Didn't. Yeah. No yep, I feel no, that. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so day number four is uh, December 24th. The shrine is redecorated in green. And on this day, the family will draw forth the vibrations of joy and harmony that come from music, art, drama, and dance. A love for the arts. mm -hmm. Look at that. Like, okay. Yeah, so you're bringing in culture that that loves and recognizes the arts. Instead of enlisting this, like, oh, why are you wasting your time writing and making music and being broke? You know, instead now we're like, Mm -hmm. we are appreciative that you've spent all of this time making this masterpiece so yeah cool well and it's so once the shrine is redecorated and the puya is performed um family relatives and friends will gather for a uh, satsanga <gasps> yeah so you listen and you chant yeah oh i've been to many share of and enjoy yes. their artistic talents yeah when so cool. the program is over everybody sits before pancha gapata kapati sorry um, patron of the arts and guardian of culture, discussing Hindu Dharma and making plans to bring more cultural refinements into each household. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This is day four and I'm so excited. This is day right? four, yep. You okay. only got one more though. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, like you've covered so much in those four mm-hmm. days. Now imagine raising a child every single year you're doing this. Oh, that would be... Because they wouldn't have any of the stigmas that we do. Yeah. You're taking a day to forgive. Well, and one of the biggest things in Hinduism, too, is the harmony of the family unit, too. Yeah. So that's and very the harmony important. of the self. I, that's what has really gotten me drawn towards Hinduism, because I practice yoga, is that reflection of the self and noticing that the self must be in harmony for mm-hmm. everything else. And then also realizing that you're connected. Yep. You're all interconnected. And so, you know, you humanize everyone. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So day number five, December 25th. We're here and we are feeling good because we've released all of our past traumas, our past grudges. Uh We are here and we are present. All right. Apologize to everybody. Yep. And then we celebrated with art and music. Mm -hmm. I recommend you go to a satsang or a kirtan. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. There are people there. I'm making you go to one. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, day five, the family performs the final day, um, and Pancha Gapati is dressed in orange. The shrine is all in orange. They perform the puya, and they bring forth love and harmony within all three worlds. Because the a spiritual ceremony is probably the best word for it, Mm -hmm. because they're all performed correctly through the first four days. The family is now able to be more like open and aware with everybody. So now you're, you're good. You're feeling good. You're feeling it. So what you do 
they under so you you have more of a the ability to understand um, Ganesh or um, Ganapati and their love and how they feel towards their god because they're just just overflowing with happy emotions. You know, you've settled everything, like you said, we're done with all of the the past traumas and everything like that. So on this day, Ganesh or Ganapati. Uh, his blessings will fill the home and the hearts of everybody to inspire them for the coming year. The family can make vows to improve the quality of their life. So like uh, almost like a New Year's resolution yeah. kind of a thing. So it even mentions in everything that I was reading through it, you know, giving up smoking or harmful habits. Uh, they can give verbal testimony about prayers that, that were answered during the past year. At six o'clock in the evening, the long-awaited final puja is performed. Uh, peace, love, and harmony among everybody is now restored. So, because we apologized, we cleared everything out, we've settled all of our debts. All the gifts are distributed and opened, and everybody is happy. And this ends up being on the twenty-fifth. The twenty-fifth. So the six same day as o'clock. Christmas. Yep, on the twenty-fifth, everybody opens their presents. That's really now cool. it's a newer holiday because it was just created in nineteen eighty-five. Okay. So it's it's new, but yeah. even still, for being a new holiday, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. So another um, newer holiday that will move up. Anything you want to like close on that? I mean, that was absolutely beautiful. Unfortunately, like we're running out of time, and I want to like, right? squeeze everything yeah. in. No, or, you know, at least shine light on some other things. So that was absolutely beautiful. And can you say the name of that holiday again for anyone who wants to research it? It's Pancha Ganapati. So it's P A N C H A, and then G A N A P A T I. Perfect. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and I recommend just yeah looking in and taking some of those traditions and paying, you know, of course, um, paying some gratitude to where they have come from. But I like to just like incorporate all of my, you know, own teachings, like bring them in and that's pretty much, you know, what, what Christmas is. But first, before we get to Christmas... I'll just cover uh, Kwanzaa is another holiday that's celebrated in the United States, which actually I thought was a little bit older, but it actually was celebrated first in 1966 to 1967. We had a um, secular humanist, uh, Manula Um He had created this Kwanzaa after a lot of uh, mass shootings happened in LA and a huge riot. So, it was during a time where the um, we were very the divided. Black, yes, the black community in in California and the rest of the United States felt very segregated, and so he kind of you know he he brought this this homage of their their African American culture and made it a holiday for them to celebrate where they had come from, and they had these um, dividing principles. That was, uh, I, I can't really say it in the different language, but it's for unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. So it brought all of these together and made them a celebration that lasted from the 26th of December until the 1st of January. 
and they would just wear colorful decorate or they would wear colorful garments, uh, African cloths, and then decorate the house in a bunch of different colorful art. They would wear um, what's called the coftans for the women, which it was a African cloth. And they would also um, drink certain libations that were um, practiced in the uh, African culture. And the holiday greeting for that is Joyous Kwanzaa. So that had gained momentum about um, 1967, 1968. It had started to get a little bit bigger. And it is still celebrated here in the United States. It's kind of similar. Um, it's almost like modeled off of Hanukkah, though, too. Because every day of the seven days, a specific principle is imbued or followed or... Yeah, so like on the first day, it's unity, so they strive for and maintain balance of the unity of the family, the community, the nation, and the race, which is really cool. The next one, the self-determination, they define and they name themselves um, as well as they cre create and speak for themselves. And then the third day uh, represents collective work and responsibility, so they think about uh, maintaining the community together and uh, they make promises or they look at the problems of their brothers and sisters and view them as the problems of their own and they try to solve them together. So the next day, the fourth day is cooperative economics. So they focus on building and maintaining stores, shops, other businesses and profit from them together. The fifth day is about purpose and they make collective vocation to build and develop their community in order to restore um, the people and the tradition of greatness. And then the next one, is, the next day is creativity and they do as much as they can in the way they, to leave the community more beautiful, more beneficial than, than they inherited it. On the last day, they celebrate the faith. So to believe that um, with all their hearts and all the people, our parents, the teachers, the leaders, and the righteous uh, righteousness and the victory of the struggle. So it's just about like we just saw in the holiday before just paying gratitude taking a day to slow down yeah notice and, it, and it's really cool just like we had read before about you know that they take each day and have a new meaning of it mm -hmm. and you know they they shed light on these situations so yeah. that's really cool you have a focus yeah 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 i think that's that's really beautiful so is there another holiday you would like to go to before we get to Christmas? I mean, I have some random fun ones. Like you've got Newton Miss, which is December 25th. Um, it's an alternative to celebrating the religious holiday of Christmas. It's some atheists or skeptics will choose to celebrate December 25th as Newton Miss because it's Isaac Newton's birthday on the old old calendar. Okay, awesome. And yeah. then you also had talked about, I think it was December 6th, which was the oh, day of St. Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. And um, that's his birthday, right? No, it's the day he died. So St. Nicholas, usually you're looking at, he was born March 15th in 270, died December 6th in 343. He was an early Christian bishop in ancient Greece, a uh, city of Myra. Uh, it's in Asian Minor. It's a uh, modern-day Demra, Turkey. It was during the time of the Roman Empire, 
So he was pretty big in Christianity. He became a saint because of a lot of the miracles that were attributed to him. And he's also known as Nicholas the Wonder Worker. Saint Nicholas um, is a patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, and students in various cities and communities around Europe. He pretty much was an all-around pretty good guy. There's a lot of stories that are attributed to him. Um, One of the biggest ones is he saved three um, girls from being sold into prostitution because their father couldn't afford their dowries. So in order to help these girls, he would, some stories it says toss over a fence, some stories it says toss into a window, a bag of gold that would be the girl's dowry. And he did it for all three. He did it in the, at night. So he didn't want any, you know, he didn't want people to be like, oh, good job. So he started doing like gift giving and stuff. Eventually it turned into Nicholas's day. So St. Nicholas, they were, there were feasts held on this day. A lot of sailors would go through um, some of the feasts or the parties, festivities and stuff like that have their feast and then stop on their way back and buy um, some gifts for their kids or their wives to be given on December 6th, which was originally the day that it was the gift giving in December was on December 6th. And I heard they called him Sinterklaas. Yes. Yep. Uh, Saint Nick, like Santa Claus, more or less. Um, He turned into, you go from Saint Nick to Santa. He was the one who was known for gift giving in like more of a modern era and he would put coins in shoes he would you know provide their feasts like i said on the days so they get little sweets and stuff like that small stuff nothing like huge it's also one of the things that i thought was pretty cool um in some places in europe uh medieval nuns would Use December the night of December 6th to deposit baskets of food and clothes anonymously at doorsteps of the needy. So, following almost like in his footsteps yeah. kind of a thing. Well, you know, it's it's funny. So, me growing up, um, I had, I don't know where I got it from when I was younger, but I had always believed in Santa Claus. I mean, my entire life, I should mm-hmm. say. But I was told at a very young age... I don't remember, like, do you remember when you realized that Santa Claus was fake? I was, like, 10. So I never had that realization because my parents told me that Santa Claus, there wasn't a white-bearded man, technically. He was just the representation of the spirit of Christmas, and he represented the charitable acts of a guy back in Germany who had delivered gifts to the orphanage so it wasn't that santa claus did never exist he yeah. did exist but now we continue this tradition and the spirit of santa claus so it was like santa claus and this whole time it was actually a spirit and so whenever kids would cry to me and you know whenever we would debate i remember debating like third grade if santa <laughs> claus was true yeah if santa claus was real i would fight to the death that santa claus was real yeah just the only thing is he didn't really exist in this moment. Yeah. He did as in the form of like, it was a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. you know? So he brought on the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. But it wasn't some jolly Person. old fat man. Who, yeah. and, and you know, I was never sad about that. Yeah. 
I, I never had this moment, you know, you watch all these movies where people are sad that Santa Claus doesn't exist. And I had always thought that that was correct because that was something that my parents did that I think was like absolutely awesome. Yeah. And I don't even know how they told me, but they, they literally just, I don't even remember that conversation, but that's what they always instilled in me. So on Christmas, we would have gifts from Santa Claus. We'd have gifts from Mickey Mouse. We'd have gifts from like, and then from my, my parents. Yeah. But you know, they would put fun little things and it was like the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. It wasn't ever that some big old jolly man broke in my house uh-huh. and gave Which me is some a little gifts. creepy guys. But it, you know, it was the same thing. I still loved going to see Santa Claus because he, the person who was there was helping out the spirit. Yeah. You know, I had still believed Adding it. to it. Yeah. I had still liked watching movies. I had still written letters to go to North Pole because there was still, you know, this unknown spirit form of it. It's just like believing in a God. Yeah. But it's just believing in the charitable act and the love and the kindness that evolves around this holiday. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always will continue I will never tell Liana that Santa Claus is fake because to me, Santa Claus isn't fake, just like God isn't fake. So Santa Claus is another symbol that we use to just show the charitable acts and the love and the kindness. And I do believe that, you know, you can go into this whole thing about commercialism, but (laughs) the holiday, I'm a gift giver. I love making gifts. I like receiving gifts. Uh, I like shopping. I like the holiday spirit. I like the the spirit of giving. And this time sheds light on that. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like everyone ends up being cheerier. And then also like, especially when it's during the dark times, because literally, I mean, it's four o'clock or four 30 or whatever, but it's getting dark out. Like, you know, we are literally in without sun. Think of everything that happens. So yeah, I'll never tell Liana that the that Santa Claus doesn't exist, but I will not make her believe all the things that, you know, we go to the extent of yeah. sometimes making our children believe. But I'll continue to put a spiritual aspect into mm-hmm. it. Uh, and um, can we talk about the timeline of Christmas? I mean, listen, we're already here. So, okay. Before you do that, have you ever heard of Krampus? Oh, you can, you, okay. So you had brought up Krampus uh, when we were on the phone and, and, you know, I didn't think that that was actually a thing. All I think of is that like creepy movie where it's like this, like like, (laughs) demon Santa Claus. I mean. Okay. So tell us about Krampus first before we get into. So Krampusnacht is December 5th. It's the day before St. Nicholas's Day. Um, so before the feast of St. Nicholas is celebrated in some parts of Europe, St. Nicholas has a, quote, devilish companion, um, who they call Krampus. And Krampus punishes bad children the night before St. Nick comes. So, he is pretty fucking creepy. However, there are, like, parades where people dress up as Krampus. It's a whole thing. Um, I know in Germany it's pretty big. And it's just, it's one of those things where like, so Krampus will come around on the 5th to punish children. And basically what it is is he comes and if you're naughty, he'll put you in a sack and beat you with some sticks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, With Krampus, he will also give out like, coal 
too. So that's where the coal for the naughty children kind of thing came from. It's more or less just like a scare tactic for kids. Don't be naughty. Naughty. Krampus is going to come. Get beat with sticks. Take it away. Bye. Okay. Or you can be good, and then the next day you'll have some nice sweets and coins. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to a whole other podcast. Like, do we want to focus on the bad and scare people out of not being bad, or do we want to focus on the good and just show them how to be good? I don't know. There's a lot of things like... That's the whole heaven and hell thing. That's a whole... That's that's a whole other podcast. Whole other episode. Okay. So, anything more about Krampus? I mean, nothing more about Krampus. Okay. I guess. So... Christmas. All right. Okay. So I wanted to know the history of Christmas. Okay. In Christmas, in, in this, that it revolves around Christianity, revolves around Christ. We are in the United States. It revolves around Christ in Europe. It revolves around Christ. Okay. So history of Christmas. I wanted to hear the story of Christ and the story of, you know, what happened in, in, you know, the three wise men, every, everything that we hear. And yeah. I wanted to hear, you know, how that then translated to us getting presents and, and all these different things. Do you want to start with Christmas Eve then? Well, no. Okay. I'm going to start with Christmas way back, back in the day. Okay. Back, back from the very beginning. Okay. Okay. So. When is the very beginning? The third century. Okay. BCE? Yeah. Okay. Now, the third century is when it became a holiday. And can I tell you that Christmas is not mentioned once in the, in the Bible. And Jesus' birthday is never recorded as December 25th. It was actually debated by millions of people when Jesus' birthday actually was. They have no clue when it was. So they decided to use it as a 25th. And some people just think that it was because of in place of the pagan, the celebration. So the 21st right yeah. there, you know, in, if you look at it, it kind of uses all the same things. Okay. Well, the evergreens. also the... the Immaculate Conception Day, which is also December 8th. So tell me how that one works. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, so, so then listen, listen to this. Okay. So then the third century, it it became a holiday. Yeah. The eighth century, it, it began to be celebrated all across Europe. It became a widespread holiday and to the point where it was actually, there was big parades, big party. It was actually like Mardi Gras Hmm. to the point where many Christians would not celebrate it because it was associated with being a party. So then... In 1644, the Massachusetts legislators gave five shillings to anyone who celebrated Christmas, which was a lot of money. The fuck? Okay. So then Christmas started getting celebrated even more. Yeah, because give me that money. It wasn't until the 1800s when a German prince, Prince Albert, had brought the tradition of decorating the evergreens. So he had, he had brought that tradition into his home and they actually took a picture of it and published it. And he had a 40 foot tree in his house okay, that he had decorated. And, you know, that goes back to the pagan roots. So that then brought from there, it came to America. Well, yeah. Royalty is doing it. Exactly. So the gifts then had also originally started off as a representation as the gifts that were given to Jesus on his birthday you know all the three wise men that came and and everything that was given to him 
But then with the rise of the Industrial Revolution in the 19th century, it's actually turned it to what it is today. So it's the commercialization of well gifts. And originally gifts were given on the 24th. And in some places in Europe, they're still given on the 24th. A lot of um, German-speaking countries, but in like Poland, Hungary, Nordic countries, that kind of a thing, gifts are given on the 24th because it was believed that Jesus was born in, in the night, in an evening. So they're given on Christmas Eve at night to represent the gifts that were given to Jesus. Interesting. Yeah. So did you find the Jesus story and stuff like that? Because I, when I searched it, I didn't really find it. And actually, like, I had found something that was very, I don't want to say Christian based, but, uh, was very Jesus centric. Yeah. And it had actually said that, uh, Christmas is not actually good. Uh, and it had said that, you know, that there's no proof that Christmas is actually the birth of Christ and that the Bible actually talks about, uh, that it's a shame to pretty much like the pagan holidays, that it was actually not good to have those celebrations and stuff like that. Well, the stuff that I was looking up and the stuff that I found was mostly on Christmas Eve that was related to Jesus. It just turned into like a Christmas Day kind of a thing. So originally when the gifts were given on the 24th, it was, like I said, because Jesus was born at night. And there's actually a lot of stuff that that points to, I mean, look at the manger scene, look at the star, you know, the watch the little drummer boy for fuck's sake. Like, it's all at night. He was born at night. The wise men made the trip. They gave him the gifts. But it was also um, the gift giving and the celebrations on the 24th were a practice that was inherited from the Jewish tradition based on the story of creation in the book of Genesis. And it's basically, you know, the first day and then there was evening and then there was morning. This is the first day. Many churches will ring bells on the 24th, still. Um, I actually think they do around here, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And they hold, you know, prayers in the evening. Nordic Lutheran churches do this a lot. The Jesus Born at Night was based in Luke 2, 6 to 8. So there's actually like a Bible so that he was born at night. Sometimes midnight mass is celebrated on Christmas Eve. That's usually held, obviously, at midnight to commemorate his birth. The idea that he was born at night is reflected in Christmas Eve as being referred to as Holy Night or Heilige Nacht in German. Or Noche Buena, the good night in Spanish. And similarly, um, expressions for our Christmas spirituality, such as, you know, Silent Night, Holy Night, that kind of a thing. So it originally, the whole Jesus thing started on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, not really Jesus-y. It's like a hangover Jesus Day. You had so much Jesus, you had to take a day off. Interesting. I mean, which would make sense. Because a lot of the, the stuff is like that gift giving and the, the being charitable. And you're doing all this stuff and all these things happen late at night on the 24th. So why are you going to go and continue your day on the 25th? You're up till midnight at church. You know? 
But I also think, like you said, when the Industrial Revolution came around, that played a big part in it also because now we have two days we can have off. I know I get two days off. I get Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And when those fall on a weekend, I get a weekday. So. And I'm not trying to poo-poo on anyone's Christmas, okay? I love Christmas. It's actually one of my favorite holidays. And even though I know all of this, I still always celebrate it because I guess I never really celebrated it because it was Jesus' birthday. But it does kind of suck to know that it's mostly popular because of the industrial revolution and because of the need for commercialization to happen because of the need to get rid of presence in consumerism and all of that stuff. But you know what? I still love it because I do love giving gifts. I just try to give maybe sometimes more thoughtful gifts. And you know what? Also I have to say is even if someone does celebrate this, it doesn't make you a bad person. Okay. Did you see, um, the original gift-bearing people, aside from Odin, my favorite, that I didn't know about. Um, so everybody knows about Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And we all have different names for Santa Claus. Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Saint Nick. There's also a Christkind, which is translated in German to Christ child. Um, it's actually found in quite a few places um, in the Americas, in Europe. All with a similar name of Christ child, boy Jesus, Jesus child, a variation of any of those. But they also do the gift giving thing. And I was curious when I came up with it, because I was trying to figure out why gift giving went from December 6th, which is St. Nick's Day, which is when it initially, in the European culture, when it was given, when gifts were given. So, turns out that Christkind was created by Martin Luther, who is the one that created Lutheran. He branched off from Catholicism and created the Lutheran faith. German dude. During the Protestant Reformation in the 16th and 17th century in Europe, many of the Protestants adopted the gift bringer of Christkind instead of Saint Nick. The Christ child ended up turning into or being translated to Christkindle. Which is ends up eventually getting into Kris Kringle. So, during the Reformation, the date of gifts giving from the 6th changed to Christmas Eve. Because they wanted to draw attention to this Christ child because Christmas was named after Christ. The Catholic Church didn't adopt it until the 19th century in some places in Germany. And once the Catholics adopted it, it ended up moving its way down into Latin America also. So the Christkind is usually depicted, and this is going to be great, is usually depicted as a sprite-like child with blonde hair and angelic wings. Um, It was initially from Martin Luther supposed to be in reference to the incarnate of Jesus as an infant. Some places do change it to just being like um, an angel, kind of like a, a spirit, instead of it being actually Jesus as a child. Hmm. But, interesting. yeah, and there are also other documentations of uh, the Christkind delivering gifts with Saint Nick. So, then in the 1990s, Christkind is now kind of making or competing with Weinachsmann, 
which is also German, which is um, basically Santa Claus in American. So some people are arguing that we should go back to the Christkind because it's it's closer to the Christ who Christmas is named after. Um, and other people don't think that we should. It's kind of like a toss-up. But there's a bunch of different, like, different things with, like, the gift-giving that was just odd to me. Which is why I looked it up, because I didn't know why they changed it from December 6th. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we started. Why would you move it? Mm -hmm. And apparently, they just moved it because Christmas is named after Christ. Yeah, I think we should do a whole episode on Christmas because there's so much stuff. Also, fun fact. Uh, so Santa Claus was always shown like wearing different colors it, up until like 1930. He was never depicted wearing just red and white. Mm-hmm. And do you know why after 1930 he was slowly in his red and white? Cool. Yep. Coca-Cola. Because Coca-Cola had created an ad of him wearing a red and white suit. So after that, the image stuck. And that's where we get our iconic, mm-hmm. good old Santa Claus. Yeah. So. I like Odin as Santa Claus, man. Yeah, I'm going to go do me some research on that now. All right. All right. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening in. Um, you know, hopefully we didn't really offend. Hopefully we covered everything really good. We just wanted to bring the light. Like there, there are so many holidays for, you know, that are observed during this time. We shouldn't be so egocentric to, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I'm not saying that anyone is, but you know, sometimes I know I have been to where I'm just not aware of everything that's going on. You know, I, I yeah. we're, we're, we're made egocentric. I should say we are, we we're live selfish. in the body. We live in the body. That's mm-hmm. all we know. We have our own perspectives, but it's just nice to see other perspectives. It's nice to see, you know, the representation of what other people have. And it's just nice to see the symbolism. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to see the ties throughout all of them also. Yeah. Especially when you look at everything and you see how closely related they are. And then you see how bitter people get. Especially in America where we've gone from, you can't say Merry Christmas, now you have to say Happy Holidays, and people are angry about that. And it's like, you know what? If somebody came up to me and wished me a Happy Hanukkah, I'd say, thanks, you too. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, we get to a point where... It's Hanukkah Semek. Hanukkah. Sorry. Hanukkah Semek. Hanukkah that's Semek. Happy, that's, that's Happy Hanukkah. I'm going to change it to German because I've got too much German. So instead <laughs> of doing, ugh, I'm going to do that. There's a slight difference, I promise. <laughs> But, you know, it, it's either way. I mean, season's greetings to everyone. Like, happy holidays. Um, celebrate everything. Yeah, celebrate life and celebrate the connectedness. Like, we are so connected. And to, like, Be think that we are not and to fight with someone who has a different opinion than us. Mm-hmm. And to fight with someone because they don't have the same symbolism as us. That is that is one of the greatest things. Like, if someone doesn't celebrate Christmas, like I'm not offended at all. Just skin off my nose. No, especially because like I'm so rooted in in my in my thoughts on Christmas. Even if like someone, you know, at the beginning, I guess I said that I was sad, uh, but it was more like I was like fearful because all the stuff that's going on. Because like if you really say anything bad about Christmas, people kind of get all up in arms. Oh, they jump down your throat. Yeah, and 
to me, like even learning all of this and even to like notice that maybe I am influenced greatly by commercialism, Mm -hmm. I still have such a strong faith in this season, in this time. You know, I love Yule. I love Christmas. I love the holiday season. I love winter. I love the bringing of light. I have such faith in what I believe and I believe it so deeply that it's okay. You know, even if someone says it's stupid, they can say that it's That's stupid. Fine. It's what it's, I believe it so much to my core. So think that maybe if, if we have shined a light on something and it's caused some agitation within you, one, you should think like, well, maybe why isn't it, why is it so deep rooted in you? Why does it not sit well with you? You know, like, so maybe where are their flaws and see what you really, what you really think and what you really feel. And, and I don't know. It's just great. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Yeah. Great way to kick off this holiday season. So I hope you get out there and enjoy the season for whatever you do. Even if there's not one holiday that you celebrate, I hope that you at least just celebrate the season, you know? Don't be naughty or Krampus is going to come stick you in a sack yeah. and beat you with sticks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to go around <laughs> being naughty just so I can be beat with sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, right? Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Um, as always, we hope we didn't offend anyone. Um, if we did, you're probably not listening still at this point. So thank you for those of you who stuck it out. Uh, I hope you have a great holiday season. You're going to hear more from us. Don't worry. Um, we'll be ruffling some more feathers. So, As always. Yep. Go ahead and you can follow us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. You can also check out our Facebook at Through the Self. You can go on Instagram at Through the Self blog. Follow us. See what we're up to. Um, you can go ahead and stalk us. Connect with us connect with our newsletters and hear more. Um, And if you're in the Ohio area, we have a lot of surprising news coming up. So we'll announce that soon and uh, maybe you'll get to come see us. All right. Thank you guys for joining in and we hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Don't kill anyone. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Currently we're hosting at throughtheself.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching through the self.